Red alert. Red alert. All hands to the battle station. This is episode 6, the Kazon Raider, being recorded on Thursday, August 20th, 2015, and being released Friday, August 21st, 2015. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Battle Station. I'm your host, Tucker, and I'm pretty happy about the show I got in store for you tonight. So um, I'm sure some of you are wondering why there wasn't a release last week, and the answer is I kind of need I, I need something exciting to talk about, something original. Um, I'm, I'm not really too interested in just making ships that you know can throw enough attack dice around. That's, that's, that's very simple to do at this point. Um, and so... I'm really looking for things that ships can do that are sort of unique. Uh, like I did with the Galgathong last week. It's really the only ship that's going to get a lot of use out of Plasma Torps, for example. Or the uh, Oberth class that uh, that uh, <laughs> exploded all those Borg mines. I mean, that's, that's sort of a unique build to that ship. So with that in mind, I was waiting for previews, frankly, to see if I could find something that uh, really sort of sparked my imagination. And while I was waiting for that to happen, which, spoiler alert, you know, it didn't, um, I thought of an old build that I had considered putting together. Uh, I think I might have mentioned sort of a, or alluded to the possibility of this build back on State of the Federation uh, when we previewed one of the cards we're going to be working with today. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so... For, for now, we're going to be working with the Kazon Raider. Um, as a side alert, um, or side a thing, side a side thing, you know, by the way, I could edit all of this stuff out, but I, I don't know, I just like to stream with consciousness of the show. Anyway, so um, I sort of expect we're getting 10 new blinds. I'm going to be pretty surprised. We have a new Raider coming up. I'm going to be pretty surprised if we don't have another one in one of these 10 blinds. Uh, you know, we've had Kazon ships before, and this is a pretty good one to fit in a blind booster format. So, let's go ahead and look at this ship. The Kazon Raider, uh, the generic of the Nistrum Raider, is an 18-point Kazon Raider class. Uh, it's the generic, so it is non-unique. It is a Kazon ship. It has two attack, two agility, three hull, and two shields. So, you may recognize this as a uh, pretty much the same line as the Galgathong, which we worked with last week. Uh, it has two crew, no tech, and one weapon slot. It has a front arc of 180 degrees. Its actions are battle stations, evasive maneuvers, and target lock. Uh, its movement dial is pretty interesting. It's got green, one and two straight, and one banks. White, two and three banks, three and four straight, and two hard turns, and red, three hard turns, and a three come about. This ship has uh, bas basically no competitive history. Um, essentially, uh, it was seen as, look, this came out roughly the same time as the Borg, and the 18-point little fragile thing did not really stand up well to the Borg. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, 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 the ship never really saw a ton of play. Um, there's not a lot of uh, competitive history there. Uh, on the show, 
the I, I mean there were there were a couple of Nistrum raiders. Um, the 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 Nistrum the Kazon Nistrum were uh, the uh, the the they were uh, Majkulas uh, Kazon. Uh, so so the one that Seska ran off to spoilers I guess. Um, basically, they uh, saw a lot of play as villains early in the series and. Everybody got really sick of them really fast. So this ship has never been particularly well liked. Uh, but let's see if we can find some uh, different ways of looking at it. So advantages and disadvantages of this ship. Advantages. Uh, it's really cheap. It's got two crew slots. Okay. Uh, it has battle stations. That's nice. One of the really big advantages here is that to my knowledge, it is the only ship in the game that has a 180 and a come about. Now, I might be wrong about that. I might be forgetting something. But basically, at the very least, I mean, there, there, there isn't going to be more than one, one more of those. I, I really feel like I'm forgetting something here. Whatever. The point is, it, it, the, the combination of come about and 180 is, 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 is very rare. Generally speaking, you're either looking at 180 and backups or 90 and come abouts. So to have both in the same ship uh, presents us with some interesting opportunities. Downsides, um, it's incredibly fragile, it doesn't cloak, it only has three actions on its action bar, it has no tech slots, um, it's Kazon, which, you know, it, it's one of those, Kazon is one of those factions where unfortunately there just aren't many good cards in faction so you're going to be paying a lot of faction penalties. So uh, the maneuver dial in general is um, it, it's pretty good, aside from the uh, aside from the come about. But uh, you know it, it could it could be better, could be worse. So I'm not really counting that either way. Um, the attack dice are extremely low. This is not the named the named uh, Kazon Raider, the Nistrum Raider, has an ability that at least somewhat helps you mitigate the attack dice uh, a little bit, which is if you attack with your primary weapon and the ship has a scan token, you get you know twice the dice you normally do. Um, that's not great because it's outside of your control, but it, you know it's better than just having straight up two dice like this ship does. Okay, so we're gonna have to find a way to do something interesting with this ship, uh, and it's probably gonna be on the offense side because spoiler or defense is pretty hard to add to something like this. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. The first captain, the first thing I'm going to do with the ship is I'm going to add a captain. And that captain is going to be Core, the five-point version. What does that do, you might ask? And that would be a fair question. The four-point Core has been getting a lot of attention. The, the five-point version says uh, it's from the IKS Ningtao. It's got eight skill, costs five, is unique, comes with an elite talent. He says, add one crew upgrade slot to your upgrade bar. Each time you attack, during the modified defense dice step, you may select any number of attack dice up to the number of non-disabled crew upgrades assigned to your ship and re-roll those dice once. Okay. So, basically, uh, this is... The, the question you're going to ask here is, why am I not playing Worf? Uh, you will see is the answer. I will address that question later. But know that I, I have Worf in mind. Uh, 
one of the other reasons, by the way, is the, for example, the other the, the reason I'm not doing this on Unique is again for for those who haven't been keeping track, I am trying to use as few commonly used cards as possible, and Worf is one of the most popular captains in the game because he does something that it is very hard to replicate. Okay, so with Core we have three crew slots. They're going to be Loger, Alyssa Ogawa, and Mr. Spock. Now, I really apologize. I would like to use less commonly used cards than those three, all of which have seen a lot of use on the show thus far. Um, the, the problem is there really aren't any other cards that, that do what I want right now. You can sort of use Rapid Reload in a crew slot in place of Loger for the delay token torpedoes, but we are not using torpedoes here. We are using a different weapon, and yes, we will be using a weapon. I'll get to that in a second. So I, I really just don't have another option, unfortunately. Same deal with Spock. Uh, I, I tried a variant of this build using Will Riker but, and, and, and Drex, but basically it just didn't fit, is the, is the long and the short of it. Uh, Alyssa Ogawa does exactly what I need her to do. You will see in a second. So I apologize that these are uh, very commonly used cards, but they really, really did have to be to make this build work. Okay, so let's go over them. Loger, our old friend, two-point Federation crew upgrade, he says, uh, when you attack, with, when you disable a weapon to uh, attack with it, uh, you can disable Loger instead of that weapon upgrade. Uh, Alyssa Ogawa is a two-point Mirror Universe crew upgrade who says, action, remove one disabled upgrade token from one of your tech or crew upgrades and then perform a scan or evade action as a free action. Okay. So, the last piece of our puzzle is Mr. Spock, the crew member, who says, uh, if your ship has a scan token beside it when you attack, you may convert all of your battle station's hits into hit results. Uh, sorry, battle station results into hit results. So, obviously what I'm going for here is the ability to re-roll with core and to convert battle stations with Spock. I will caveat this by saying, um, yes, I recognize that if we're firing a secondary weapon, uh, Lojor is going to be disabled, so we're only going to be able to reroll two dice with core. However, that will only matter if you roll blanks on all three dice, which is it's pretty unlikely to happen simply because. But, so basically, um, with the battle stations conversion, you're looking at a one in sixty-four chance of that happening. Uh, that is an acceptably low number for uh, for my purposes. That is for you D and D fans a little bit over. Uh, three times more unlikely than a critical hit. And you know how much those come up. So basically, uh, what we're looking for is quality on all our attacks. Uh, and if you are astute, you will have noticed that we are only up to 36 points. We've got six for core. We're paying faction penalty on everything here. So we've got six for core, puts us at 24. Three for Ogawa, 27. Three more for Loger, 30. And six for Mr. Spock, 36. Okay, so we have a weapon slot left. So why am I so focused on getting quality on all these attacks to the point of putting Core, Ogawa, Spock, and Lodger on the Nistrum Raider? The answer is what we are going to do is we are going to be taking advantage in this build of the Nistrum Raiders, well, the g generic Kazon Raiders, a unique combination of 180 arc and come about. What that means is this is really one of the more maneuverable ships in the game with a come about and a 180. Uh, it's one of the more maneuverable 180 ships in the game. 
what that means is this is a great ship for disruptor pulse. Uh, what is disruptor pulse? It is a Romulan weapon, comes on the IRW Hakona, uh, costs five, but it'll go quickly above that. Uh, not unique, uh, three attack dice, which makes you kind of wonder why we're bothering putting it on here, range one to two, and it says, attack, disable this card to perform this attack. During the declare target step, this is where it gets interesting, target every enemy ship that is in your forward firing arc and within range and perform a separate attack against each of the target ships with this attack. This, ro this is upgrade costs plus five SP for any non-Romulan ship. Okay, here's what we've done. By putting this on a ship with Loger, Ogawa, and Spock, we have guaranteed that we will be, and core, I should say, we have guaranteed that we will be rolling three dice, re-rolling two of them if necessary, and getting battle stations conversions on all of them. This is going to result in a ton of reliable damage from the disruptor pulse, and it's going out to a 360 arc. Now, um, this is a uh, th this this is an interesting idea just because this game does not have a lot of area attacks. Basically, um, you've got multi-connect neutron mines and disruptor pulse. So this is a pretty unique ability. Um, you you could also um, you, what you want to do is you want to field this in a fleet basically with Donatra. You want Donatra behind the ship. That makes it really a pretty potent, really potent uh, competitor. And because this is an 11-point upgrade, we're only up to 47 points. So you actually have a couple of options here. First of all, you could easily take those two points and turn them in, into the Nistrum Raider. You won't get the ability bonus, but giving it an extra durability is not a bad option for two points. That might give it a shot to survive some of the uh, alpha strikes you'll see out there. The core does fire first. If you don't mind taking a serious hit captain skill, and using him on this ship. You can also, so, so, so one of the important things Court does here is he gives you that extra crew slot for Loger. Ogawa is necessary because she gives you the scan token for Spock because this ship cannot scan naturally. So Ogawa lets you scan for Spock, Loger lets you fire your weapon every single turn, so all these moving parts are necessary, which means you need to find a way to add a crew slot to this ship. Core does that very effectively while still giving you the reroll. What I've also done here is notice this build does not, by default, use any resources whatsoever. If you don't mind using your resource here and a good captain on it, you can actually drop Core for Worf and the independent fleet captain, and that will actually give you, uh, that, that will cost few enough points that you can uh, fit them both in. Uh, and, you know, still have room for uh, uh, Loger and Ogawa. Another thing you could do is, uh, if you felt like dropping Core for Worf, is you could use Worf and one of the officer resource cards. Uh, I think you would need to use the operations officer who gives you another crew slot. Uh, all of these are various uh, options. Um, they are not, you know, you know very degree, varying degrees of effectiveness, uh, but Essentially, uh, you could also, I mean, you could use the, the fleet captain with core if you wanted to throw another crew on there to do something and get a free talent out of it. Uh, all, all of these options are just, just a diversity of ways to build this ship. But effectively, what we've done here is we've put this on a ship that uh, can shoot this weapon very effectively and, and, and really do a lot of damage with it. Um, other things with the build, as I said, you want Denatra in this fleet. Um, another 
ship you could do the same build with, by the way, is the USS Reliant. Uh, the USS Reliant is, it'll cost a little, it'll cost two points more, but you'll get them back in the faction penalty for Spock and, and Loger. And when you do this with the Reliant, you will get a plus one attack die on all of those disruptor pulse attacks uh, that happen in range one. So that that that's that's a little bit of more of a desirable thing. I did not do this with the Reliant because a lot of people actually do use that ship in their builds. Besides, uh, the Reliant does not have a come about, and the Kazon Raider does. And well, honestly, it's good to get the uh, Kazon Raider some table time. So this build, uh, in sum, is 47 points. We've got the Kazon Raider for 18, Core for six, Ogawa for three. Spock for 6, Lodra for 3, and Disruptor Pulse for 11. That's 18 points, plus 6 is 24, plus 3 is 27, plus 6 is 33, plus 3 is 36, and plus 11 is 47 points total. Um, so please let me know if you uh, end up playing this build and enjoying it. Uh, please also, so as I said, I've been looking for ways to do original things, and one thing I've thought about doing that is doing episodes instead of focused around individual ships, focused around individual scenarios, missions, or OPs. So if that's something you would like to hear, uh, please leave me f feedback via PMing me on BoardGameGeek. Uh, please also, you know, give me good reviews in the iTunes store. But that is basically all we have for today. So thank you all very much for joining me. Stand down, red alert, and secure from Battle Station. <laughs>